You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. Welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I'm Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and I only have one question. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Yeah, that's why I I didn't get that song. Well, I mean, I love that song, but there aren't a whole lot of songs about rainbows. Who was that? Was that your Woody Allen? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. Kermit, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) I don't know who that was, but he was a very bad imposter. Sammy? <laughs> hey, Bert. Now we know that you're not, you haven't figured this one out, but we're doing the Muppet Show this week. So, and hooray. Bad impressions. Yes, bad Muppet impressions are going to be going around the whole, uh, the whole time. Until Pat does the Swedish chef. It's oh, brilliant. Oh, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, you got to do We got to build it all the way up so he will fail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you don't have, have the gumption to do the Swedish chef, I definitely have a uh, recording of you doing it last week. Oh, God. Yep. You know where you can find a lot of gumption? No, where? On the Musings of a Geek podcast network. I was going to guess that. Yeah, it's uh, where you can find not only gumption, but lots of shows, such as Who the What Now, Geek Dig, Culture Babble, Comic Arguments, The Nightbeard Show, Technology Geek Podcast, and the Left Left Field Sports Lounge. And the Gumption Junction. Gumption Junction. (laughs) Gumption. Quickly, buy that URL. <laughs> Gumption <laughs> Junction. An awesome title. <laughs> I'm writing that shit down, man. Gumption <laughs> Junction. What's their function? <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. All right. So, uh, I think you're going to be my latex salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, you can also find oh. us uh, on the Musings of a Geek podcast network as well as Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. Yeah. And if you're looking for uh, older shows, one of the uh, 80. Two others that we have. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you want to call and give us a suggestion, give us that in 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Get us on Twitter at at 40go14 or go to our home on the web, 40go14.com or look at us up on Facebook. Or noon on Saturdays. We said that. Okay, yeah, good. We, we said that I missed one. that one. The only one we missed was uh, the email address, which was... Uh, I knew we missed 14. something. Yeah. 40go14 at gmail.com. Oh. Right. I felt the vibe was off. I knew something was missing. Mm-hmm. That's a truer feeling. The vibe. The, the vibe was... disturbance in the falls. The vibe was within you the entire time. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the glow. The glow. The glow. The glow. The glow. The glow. Why I had to go get it taken out. So, I wonder if uh, our listeners have any comments. Uh, he yes, says. Uh, we've got a few voicemails this week. Awesome. Uh, let's just fire this one off. So, I'm... Uh, trying to catch up. I've, I've decided I wasn't going to listen to you guys for a short while. But uh, I'm on the phone. The phone show. And uh, you're talking about uh, fuck, what were you talking about? Like five minutes ago. Talking about oh. stuff. And I was going to talk about stuff too. As you can tell, I'm, I'm riveted by by your stimulating conversation. Right back at you. 
Yep. <laughs> Hope driving that large vehicle goes well for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Hey, 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 I remember, because uh, I hung up and I listened to the show for 14 seconds. Um, you're talking about the, the, the little plug-in guys for your cell phone that plugs into the, the headphone jack, and it's like a, an actual handset that you can hold to your ear just like it's a real phone. Well, you, I've, I've actually got one of those, too, but mine's not a phone. It's uh, mine, mine is a banana. Uh-huh. Adequate. I don't know where he's going with this. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. <laughs> I was really expecting him to say shoe phone. No, there's an old joke there that goes back years with him and the banana phone. So oh. I know where he's going, and he wasn't ever supposed to speak of it again. Wow. Now I'm intrigued. Yes. I want to know where this banana phone went. No, you really don't. Trust <laughs> me. It's with the vibe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got the banana phone vibe? Do I ever? Well, we like to, hear, like to hear from someone who isn't Charlie for a second. Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Gentlemen, it's Randy from Cincinnati. Hey, I just want to call and uh, let you know I'm catching up with a couple episodes I got behind. <sighs> yeah, that, that's me on Twitter. Yeah, so if I ever tweet to you and you guys ever pay attention to that, which normally you don't, that's me. Hey, uh, and I just realized, too, as I'm calling at like 6 a.m. here local time, I hope this doesn't go to somebody's like house and I'm waking anybody up with the noise. But anyway, hey, uh, Mime Show, Bravo. Nice. Bye. Thank you for that. Because we were really concerned that nobody else except for the four of us would find that funny. Mm -hmm. We already had at least one person who caught several of the Easter eggs in that show. Past the point where you might think the gag was done. So you might want to go back and listen to it. Yeah, we'll hold out on the... uh, We we, we were good at biding our time for the gags. Yeah. I I think Joe Aberino was the only one who uh, (laughs) caught at least one of them. Yep. And uh, I also have to say, we will get a little bit better at talking on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, well, there's been some conversation on there today. Oh, what's weird is, like, sometimes you don't know if it's me or if it's Mike. And since uh, Mike and I both see the Twitter, but uh, we don't see the when the other one tweets on the account, sometimes I'm like, oh, someone replied. Wait a minute, I didn't write that. I replied. Oh, my God, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Next one? Yeah. 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 The first cell phone I got, I won in a radio contest. Uh, it was a Sony Ericsson something or other, uh, flip phone. And it was freaking awesome. And, uh, it came with a hundred minutes of service. And I made those hundred minutes last like almost a full year. I remember calling Jeez. them up because they turned it off. I had like 18 minutes left. And, uh, I called them up. I was like, dude, what the fuck? I've got 18 minutes left. They're like, yeah, this was supposed to like end after a month. You should just be thankful. And I sold it to a dude for 50 bucks. But the very first phone call I ever made on mobile was, uh, was like, I called my boss at the time and I said, Dave. And he goes, what? And I said, I got a, I got a cell phone. And he's like, you got a what? And I was like, yeah, I got a cell phone. I'm not calling for my landline anymore. And he goes, oh, and I said, guess where I am? And he said, where? And I said, just guess. And he goes, where? And then I did this. Then he took a very brief shower. No, he flushed the toilet. Oh. Hey, uh, Charlie, riveting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't get to be on the uh, on the phone show with you guys, but I, I was thinking about cell phones and how the fact that I, over like 2000 to 2006, I managed to get a new cell phone every year because I was with Singular, which is now something else. I don't know what it is, but it's they AT&T. had AT and T. 
Yeah, because I, I was on Singular too. Okay, well they had a thing where it's like everything is AT and T. Yeah, well they had a thing back then. It was like, oh, if something goes wrong with your phone, you know, they before they had the insurance and all that. So I would, they would have a time where you could uh, roll over your phone like so many days, and I would call them and be like, oh, you know what, I got this phone, and I would go on Google and I would look up what the top five problems were with that phone and say, this is what's happening with this phone right now, and I can't, you know, it's not working. And every single time, the tech on the other side would be like, yeah, we have that problem all the time. Just, we'll send you a new phone, you know, which you go on there, choose which one you want, and send us that one back. So I, like, recycled <laughs> my phones, like, every so year. that's why they went bankrupt. No, I'm pretty sure it was more than just me. Or when I got bought out, yeah. I don't know. Pretty yeah. bad business model that could be wrecked by Mike himself. <laughs> hey. Did I have to, what? No, I was going, hey, shut up, Pat. Well, I'm... Uh, do you actually think you have the ability to take down a company all, all by yourself? I yes. haven't. Did I, did I just burst a bubble for you? I have Depends. not. I have Does not. Does he work there? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that Charlie, who uh, was mocking that show, had how many voicemails for one episode? Exactly. Yeah. But they were all from his banana. <laughs> Adequate. All right. All right. More? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, next, we have one from Mr. Pegleg Pete. Ooh. Hey, what are you going on, 14? It's Pegleg Pete. Uh, so you guys talk about phones, and I thought you guys might find this interesting. So uh, I think I mentioned before when I called in, I used to work at an antique store, and there was a dude who would, uh, like buy these old vintage phones, like from the 20s and 30s, like the, the huge wall-mounted units with the, the, you know, like the oak packing and the heavy, like, bank of light, uh, phone bodies, all that kind of stuff. He used to take those old, old phones, pull them apart, and then rewire them so they would work in a modern phone jack, and then sell them for a couple hundred bucks a feet. Um, and, and that doesn't really have anything to do with anything at all, except that I thought it would be, I thought it was like, kind of cool, and I always sort of wanted one of these old-fashioned, like, super old-fashioned phones just to talk to people on now. So, uh, I guess it's a little bit like the, the people that get the, the like, old handsets that they can plug into their cell phones. Like, you guys have seen those, right? Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Talk to you later. Bye. Not a handset, it's a banana. We've already been over this. <laughs> I actually think that's kind of awesome. Like, until I completely stopped using a landline, I, I think that's something that I would want. Like, a super old school phone, but rewired to work with, like, modern touchtone. I could dig that. I, I actually have one of those phones in my garage right now. One of those old wall units with, like, the Andy Griffith type phone. Because of all my, my father with all his stuff, I, you know, I, I've got all kinds of old phones. Neat. Yeah. Oh, but Andy. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, with, with, the, with the separate, you know, hold the, the you know, what you talk into in one hand, and you got to hold the, the other part to your ear. Yeah, you oh, like the candlestick phone. You yeah, crank yeah. it. No, it's not a crank one. No, it's a, it actually is electric. So it's Ooh. not it's not incredibly old, but it is. Oogie, oogie, oogie. It is a functional phone. Nice, nice. It is fun. And I've got some rotaries and stuff. I when I cleaned out my dad's garage attic, I no joke, I found nineteen phones. Holy cow. Yeah. Was there a princess phone? Yeah. Actually, there is one. <laughs> nice. Are we ready for one more? Ooh, there's more. Yes, this is the last one. Okay. Groovy boobs. You like stretch marks? Look at it. Oh, yeah, Luke. Adequate, bro. Adequate. <laughs> uh, was that, so, that was like really meta. 
So now our listeners are leaving messages for each other. That's in our- exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure Charlie was referring to the message left by Luke that sounded like it was from Charlie. That actually confused us for a little bit. I do, I do not want to open this can of worms. It's we are like, not your answering service people. <laughs> Before you know it, this show becomes an audio message board. <laughs> <laughs> and so-and-so says to so-and-so. <laughs> We've become a party line. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you for that. Whatever that was. Yes. So, you ready for it? Oh, is it about that time? It is about that time. That is a time. This week in <laughs> music, movies, and TV. And sports. And sports. Sports. <laughs> All right. So this week. We're doing 1979. That was the year that the Muppet movie was released because Pat felt that 1976 was too long ago. Yep. Yep. So. Well, at least we were, what, seven? Yeah. And I remember going to see the Muppet movie. 14, which, you know, which is better than when we were four. Yes. Actually, going on 79, I was not yet four. Well, I went me, me, we, as in me and Mike. Ah, the royal Mm -hmm. Being the older ones. I'm the king, Pat's the queen. Uh, it's like somebody read his diary. Who's Topsy? <laughs> Who's <You>. number two? <laughs> Music. I am number one. <laughs> the number one song is "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor, which is still surviving to this day. It's a good song. It is. Cake did a great it cover was, of it. You would learn to hate it if you ever DJed. Yes. It oh did. yeah. It- yeah, I could imagine that would be a little overplayed as a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Every- like the cha-cha slide. Every single hey, bachelorette party will request it at least six times. Do not diss the cha-cha slide. Fat chick's got to dance, too. Don't. Oh, I hate that. I, will, I will diss all over the cha-cha slide. Bring it back now, y'all. <laughs> One hop this time. Shut up. Crisscross. <laughs> I'm getting in my car. <laughs> okay, on April 7th, 110,000 people attend the California Music Festival at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Performers include Aerosmith, the Boomtown Rats, Cheap Trick, Ted Nugent, and Van Halen. Holy shit, that's a great lineup. Yeah, it's like this year's Lollapalooza lineup. That wasn't written in there. <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? <gasps> Wait, that what just happened? And then on April 13th, during a concert uh, Van Halen in Spokane, Washington, David Lee Roth collapses from exhaustion. A local doctor treats him for a stomach virus and advises him to calm down. <laughs> he does not take the advice until 1993. <laughs> <laughs> when he is released from Van Halen. <laughs> and then uh, CFC by Squeeze is released on April 9th. You put yes, that in there for me. Yes, that's actually chlorofluorocarbons. Uh, Squeeze was responsible for the start of global warming. Oh, I knew it. it. I've been saying that for years and nobody believed me. Yeah. Uh, CFC. It's like between them and modern English, it's half the reason would, the world is the state is in. You do not dis on modern English. I call you a liar there. Thanks, Obama. Uh, 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 I see what you did there. Nobody? Nobody? Come on. Bueller. He's moving on. He's tempted. Done. Anyway. All right. Cool for cats. Yeah. CFCs. It's another good game. Good song from them. That's such so good. It's just a very underrated band, I think. Squeeze. Yeah. It's like one of those that nobody's ever heard of them, but all of them know, everybody knows their songs. Yep. So. All right, movies. On Movie. April 9th, the 51st Academy Awards are held. The Deer Hunter won for Best Picture and Best Feel Good Picture. And Jane <laughs> yeah. Fonda and John Voight win Best Actor and Actress for Coming Home. John Voight, there's a weird dude. Yeah. 
Two big anti-Vietnam War movies, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this image of, hey, John, come on home. We'll give you an award. <laughs> uh, the I chant. have John Voight's pencil. <laughs> and his John Voight's car. The Champ is released on April 4th, starring John Voight and Faye Dunaway, and is the number one movie in the country. On April 4th, Heath Ledger and Natasha Lyonne are both born. One continues to work, one doesn't. What? Wow. <laughs> oh, Pat Patrick. writes it. I just read it. <laughs> and I have enough backing me up that, you know, if you put it in front of me, I'll say it. Yep. <laughs> so it's all on you, Pat. Yep. TV, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, and Happy Days are the top three shows, which was awesome because they're, well, not Three's Company. Hap- uh, Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff of Happy Days, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a spinoff of Happy Days. Yes. The Happening is a spinoff of Happy Days. <laughs> no, not The ha- Happening. You're thinking of bad, Breaking Bad. Oh. Total spinoff of Happy Days. Hmm. Uh, which we started watching Malcolm in the Middle. I love that show. It is. It's And it's just as good as you remember it being. And the yep. girls were like, oh, check it out. He made another show, too. I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't watch that. <laughs> he did not make another show, no. As far as you know, this show doesn't exist. So, uh, on April 8th, the 204th and final episode of All in the Family airs. Wow, wow Padachi! Oh, she wasn't on that show. <laughs> Not yeah. on the final one. Yeah, well, she was. was in the ashtray. This weekend is dark. <laughs> <laughs> on April, here, this will brighten you up. On April 12th, Claire Danes is born. Uh, Yay! My, my Claire Danes poster. Ah, nice. So I knew that one was for you, Joel, because I knew you'd catch that reference. All right. So, sport. On April 13th, Americans Lance Warren, Phil Warren, Mark Warren, and Bill Ware ended the longest doubles ping pong match in history in Sacramento, California. It started on April 9th and lasted, holy shit, 101 hours, 1 minute and 11 seconds. No, that that was a hell of an 11 seconds. Now, was that just a a rally? No, I think the entire game. I don't know. I, I couldn't find any more information on on that on because I saw the like the little snippet and I did a search on it and I actually found that there is a ping pong website with ping pong records and stuff. And, of course there is. Was, yeah, but that was as far as I could go into my research before I went into the wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Next thing he knows, that's six hours later. He knows the name of all the champion ping pong players, <laughs> and somehow I'm I'm playing ping pong against a panda. <laughs> How did I get Forest here? Gumption. <laughs> What happens when you click on the links in YouTube? Wind up playing ping pong with a panda. It's a gateway drug. So oh, on. panda pong still gets you faster out of the internet than clicking on TV tropes. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, April seventh, the Houston Astros Ken Forsh pitches a no hitter against the Atlanta Braves, winning six to Atlanta, one. Atlanta who? So, Braves. <laughs> the Braves. <you> know. <laughs> Atlanta Braves. And the home of the Braves. <laughs> You know, you could put Tashaki Takamoto on there, and I'll say it correctly, but I can't say the word goddamn brave. It's always amazing to see what word trips you up in the tweet. (laughs) Oh, I want to watch Brevis and Butted. I don't know how he did it, but he mispronounced I. Do you watch watch Brevis and Butted? (laughs) So the Atlanta Braves winning 6-0. to J.R. Richard throws a major league retro- record. <laughs> major Lloyd? Major Lloyd record. He's good on Gotham. Donald Lloyd, he's really good on Six oh wild God. pitches in the Astrodome. Wow. 
And J.R. Richard, I don't, I, I don't think you guys are familiar with him, but he was one of the most intimidating pitchers in the history of baseball. Well, he was, yeah, but, if he's gonna throw six wild pitches in but, a game. Um, imagine a guy Randy Johnson size, but threw faster. Like this guy was six foot ten and threw a hundred mile an hour wild pitch <laughs> frequently. Yeah, yeah, he could kill somebody. With yeah, I mean, people were actually like scared for their life to face him. I mean, it was not uncommon that people would would just call in. Be like, no, I can't, I can't play today. <laughs> Just come up with some kind of injury so they wouldn't have to face him. I've got a bad case of the yams. <laughs> so, all right. This is where this is where I regret not making a uh, a stinger exit for the tweet. Da, 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 da. I've been making a lot of exit sounds lately. <laughs> oh yeah, Reeves. So you know what time it is? It's the Muppet Show with our very special guest star, Shirley Bassett. Yeah. So I have a barometer in life. If I ever meet somebody and they say they don't like the Muppets, I immediately dislike them. I thought you were gonna say I punch them in the <laughs> nose. No, I stopped that. But no, I mean that's like you if you if honestly, if you ever met somebody that was just like, you know, I just don't I just don't like the Muppets, what would be your reaction to that? I don't want to be friends with that person. Yeah, that's like it, all four of us can agree on the Muppets. Oh yeah. Wait, what just yeah. happened? That's what I'd say. <clears throat> No, I mean the, the Muppets. Honestly, it's it's like one of the few pure joys out there. In you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like you know going into the I'm just just the straight up the Muppet Show, the Muppet movies. I mean, you you can't find anything offensive in it. You can only find humor. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, and now I mean, there's I won't lie, there's some stinkers. Muppet Wizard of Oz wasn't exactly the best, but I watched it and I was still like huh, Muppets, right? You know. And it's and I th- in this week doing our research, I thought to myself, I didn't think that I could get sick of watching the Muppets, and I was right. I can't get <laughs> sick of watching the Muppets because you get it on. Someone has posted like every friggin' episode on YouTube, and they Yay! just start keep playing right after each other, and you you have a whole evening. I mean, the kids sit down. It was almost like back when I was a kid watching the Muppet Show on TV because it was on. Everybody came in, sat down, and just loved it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point because I introduced the Muppets to my kids when I bought the first three movies way back when, and and we used to watch those together. And then we went on to watch the other ones that came out after that, and they were very excited. And I'm like, "Hey, you guys want to watch Muppets Most Wanted? I have to watch it for my show." And they're like, "Yes," and they bugged me about it every single day until we watched it. Now they've watched it a couple times since then, so it's it crosses generations for sure. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that I, I, you know, when we when we had kids, I was like, oh, they need to know the Muppets. We have to get the Muppet shows on DVD. We have to get, you know, at least one box set of them. This and the other thing I made sure that they saw was uh, the old school Disney cartoons like Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and that sort of thing. And Hellraiser. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it just goes without saying. Kids got to learn about the Cenobites. I'll tear your soul apart. You don't want your kids <laughs> learning about the Cenobites on the street. It's true. <laughs> and the letter A. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, the Muppets. Uh, first off, the Muppet Show started in 1976. Uh, 789 went to 79 before they got the Muppet movie, and uh, was voiced by Jim Henson and Frank Oz, are the biggest names that everybody knows. Jim Henson being the voice of Kermit, Dr. Teeth, Rolf, Waldorf, and the Swedish Chef. And Frank Oz voicing Animal, Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy, and Sam the Eagle. 
and there are you know there's more voices to it but when you think of the muppets jim henson and frank oz are the two that jump to the forefront of your mind yeah i'd say so yeah absolutely uh, Frank Oz, absolutely for sure. Yeah, and Frank Oz is still doing stuff. I mean, he obviously, you know, when he Star Wars, he does the voice of Yoda, and mm-hmm. he's still producing uh, movies, I believe. Well, and he made the fantastic Groundhog Day. That's true. Among and other. he was in the Blues Brothers. Yes, yes he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. I forgot about that. That's a classic scene too. <laughs> so, so um, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to ask the group uh, which episodes of the classic Muppet Show did we watch this week? I'm curious if we watched different ones or the same ones. Or, well, I made sure to watch the the pilot, just you know, just for well, because every time we do a TV show, we usually watch the pilot. Mm-hmm. And, and the pilot was. Um, had Juliet Prowse, who had never even really heard of. She just was a dancer. And she had like a whole thing where she did a whole like ballet style dance or whatever in the middle of it. Oh, and they had that little uh, puppet that looked like her. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. It was kind of neat. But I mean, they had a lot of, you know, a lot of the like, the very, very first uh, thing that they ever did was the Menomina and the Snoots. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was the very first thing. And, and again, you think... That was 1976, this little, you know, spinoff TV show, especially, essentially from uh, Sesame Street. And still, you say Madonna to anybody, they know exactly what you're talking about over 30 years later, over 40 years later. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the amount of people that they got on this show. But uh, let's, you know, you watch, okay, so you watched the Juliet Prowse show, Pat. What else did you watch? Uh, watched the Harvey Corman show. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, that was, that, yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, Carol Channing, of course. You gotta watch Carol Channing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carol Burnett. I went, I went to Carol's, basically. Okay. <laughs> Carol Channing. I, I, I really wanted to watch the Sylvester Stallone one, but I didn't have a chance because I watched these last. I watched the movies first. So. Okay. So. Wait, what did, uh, what did you watch, Sean? What shows? I, I didn't actually get to watch any of the original Muppet shows. I stuck to the movies. Okay. Um, but I was just trying to, oh, Carol O'Connor. Did you watch that episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did not watch Carol O'Connor show. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, I watched the Julie Andrews, uh, episode it was, uh, second season, 217. Uh, that was an excellent one since you've got the usual f- flow of the show is always going to include several musical numbers. So that was a really good one. And then I watched one that I remembered vividly from when I was a kid. I watched the Mark Hamill, C3PO, R2D2, and Chewbacca show. I was what? hoping one of you would watch that. <laughs> I watched oh, that one yeah. too. And mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Hamill was such a weirdo back then, just as he is now. He yeah, was, like when he was, because he showed up as both Luke Skywalker and as Luke Skywalker's cousin, Mark Hamill. And when <laughs> he was himself, he was so weird. Like doing the gargling thing? Yeah. When he was, he was, they had the, uh, uh, the, the, the gray gargoyle or the Argyle yeah. gargoyle, Argyle gargoyle who gargles Gershwin. Yep. And he's out there on stage and doing this whole thing with him. It's just like, Mark Hamill is a real weird dude. <laughs> I think he'll just do anything anybody tells him to. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, and then and plus, think about how old he was when this came out. He was just, I mean, he was what, in his early 20s, maybe? Probably. Uh, well, was... He was born born in 1951, so he had to be around, yeah, late 20s. Yeah, Ooh. so he'd probably been watching The Muppet Show for a while before they finally called him and asked him to come on. Uh, what and year then, was that? What, uh, the episode? Yeah. Fourth season, so episode 417. I'm looking it up right now, because I'm curious how old he was. It was 1980. Uh, 80. So, 51. 29. Huh. Yeah. So, now, yeah. I watched, uh, the Star Wars show. I watched the Alice Cooper show. 
<laughs> which was fantastic. Uh, watched Anne Murray because that ah. came on after Alice Cooper for some reason. I also watched the um, John Cleese episode. I uh, wanted to get to that one too, and I didn't. Yeah, I watched chance. the Leo Sayer one too. Odd. <laughs> you make me feel so that he's saying that. Uh, I'm not going to do that to you though. Uh, <laughs> and what was it? What did I watch today? Oh, I watched uh, Johnny Cash and um, Jonathan Winters was the last one that I watched. Uh, I wish I, I mean, would. What an impressive that. guest list they had, really. And it's just all over the place. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's you think there would be like a theme to it because I'm looking at looking at the list right now. And there's James Coco, Judy Collins, Alice Cooper, uh, Anthony. Well, Anthony Daniels part of the Star Wars show, but Sandy Liberace, Liberace, Peter Ustinov, and then you've got like <laughs> Leslie Uggams, Senior Wenches, or Cloris Leachman. Well, I mean, a lot of them fit into that sort of variety show performer category. Not all of them sang, but uh, at least professionally, but most of them were convinced to sing for the show. But do you think that more has to do, at least back then, with Jim Henson and his likability and cachet with the Hollywood at the time? Or is it that it was the show itself, the characters, that it was so beloved? And now, I mean, just looking at the movies you watched recently, I mean, they're still getting people left and right. I mean, more celebrities in any of the movies recently than in... Well, again, like I said earlier, it's one of those things that, that you can book as an actor and never have to worry about like am i going to offend anybody doing this it's just a safe fun thing you can do that you can look back on and even show your kids someday you know yeah and i think i think part of it is with what what joel's saying is because how many of these actors and actresses they get a phone call hey you want to be on the muppet show do i hell yeah why not i wonder how many of them uh, who are modern had appearing on the muppet show or with the muppets as a dream oh yeah i mean because honestly i mean the ones that i've watched uh like the one with um Johnny Cash. Johnny mm-hmm. Cash was performing, and he was doing a good job, but he had that, like, that grandpa smile on, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but everyone seems to be having a good time. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to sing my song, I'm going to talk to the puppet, and I'm going to go home. Grandpa had an orgy, yeah. You know, and he was also probably very, very high on value. <laughs> More than likely at that point, and too. Cake. Uh, he did a great Ghost Riders in the Sky was hilarious though because he's singing Ghost Riders and I figured about halfway through it you're like okay cool he's just gonna be like a straight him doing the song and then Gonzo shows up riding a, with all the chickens riding a bunch of those Muppet cows wearing ghost costumes <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like and then it's all happening in front of you know it's not green screened it's like all this is going on right in front of Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash is like I'm looking at his face like I may be tripping. <laughs> I may be seeing this. I'm just going to wait. Somebody else see this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, um, the uh, Alice Cooper show, Alice Cooper jumped in with both feet. I mean, he was just all about acting up and just being as goofy as possible, running around trying to get people to sell their soul to Satan. <laughs> Alice Cooper is, like, is actually nothing like his character of Alice Cooper. No. Right. I mean, no. he's like a very straight-laced family he's a, man conservative yeah. golfer yeah yeah and that's it's his Stretch that's his golfer, face yeah. on stage yep hell linden wow that's a weird one <laughs> what <laughs> uh might as well get gabe kaplan and uh you know well that would make more sense probably but well but oh man i missed him there was a marty feldman show <gasps> he's uh, a puppet in and of himself that's awesome it's like i'm gonna have to watch that one no have your eyes too late uh, you know go ahead. Fascinates me about the Muppets, and and I, I, you know I, I didn't really re- catch on to it until I got older. But 
you look at the cast of characters and it's like you just took a big hodgepodge of a buffet of things and threw it all in a big pot. And because you have so many different things that you can play with, it's like having a, an ultimate toy box because you've got monsters, you've got animals, you've got humans, you've got puppets that look like humans, you've got puppets that don't look like humans. And you've got aliens and, I mean, there's no limit to what you can have, but yet they all cohesively work together. And it makes it, like I said, it's like an, an ultimate toy box. You can never run out of ideas. Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why we all love it because it's, it's like your imagination come to life. Plus, uh, you just it's, it's always entertaining. Yep. Got it. Oh, and you know how, uh, you know, you think to yourself, oh, the Muppet Show, there's nothing off color or off kilter about the Muppet Show. It's 100% family entertainment. Right? I forget. It's either the Johnny Cash show or the Anne Murray show. The first song is done by Miss Piggy, where she's singing about being a pregnant, unwed bride. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. And the first time she's up there singing, the name of the song is, I love to, I love to marry you, honey, but my, my husband won't let me. Or my love to love you, I love to marry you, honey, but my wife won't let me. And. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm going, is she pregnant no there it's got to be the fact that she's sitting down it must be the way like the way the puppet is or something like that you know she's uh it's got to be the way that she's sitting um no it she literally had i mean at the end of the end of the song kermit looks at her and goes can you take the pillow out of from under your dress now (laughs) and i'm just like i don't remember this i don't i must maybe blocked it out of my head but it was it was hilarious but I don't recall there being that, that kind of humor in the Muppet Show. But apparently there was. I don't remember that either. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's got to be either, either, like I say, I think it's either um, Johnny Cash or Anne Murray, one of those earlier ones. Yeah, occasionally you'll get that little wink and a nod where it's something that's supposed to go over the kid's head, but mom and dad get it. Oh, yeah. And that's always a theme with kids' TV shows. You, you have know. to do that because the parents have to watch the shows with the kids. And I thank you for it. you got to keep them from going insane. Yeah, if you are one of the people out there that writes these kids shows that have just the adult humor stuck in every now and then, thank you. Like the Rugrats? <laughs> oh, man. They're so good at that. The Rugrats? My favorite one of the Rugrats is when the dad is up in the middle of the night making pudding. <laughs> Why are you what making happened? pudding in the middle? Because I've lost control of my life. <laughs> but, so, um, oh, so go ahead, Josh. I was just going to ask her, do we want to talk a little bit more about the Muppet Show skits, or do we want to move on to the uh, actual films? Ah, let's talk about skits. So the ones that I that I pulled out that I know were yeah. uh, pulled out <clears throat> that were uh, famous. You know, like you know, there's some of some weird ones in there, like the Muppet Sports and that sort of thing. But uh, they always had the cold opening. Every uh, episode started out with uh, Scooter knocking on the door and, you know, Ann Murray, Ann Murray, 15 seconds to open Ann Murray. And then you'd have the joke and then the open with the song and all that. Uh, then there was At the Dance. You know that one? Oh, the little one-liners. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. That one. Fozzie yeah. always come out. And that was always the banter between him and Statler and Waldorf. Uh, Gonzo's stunts, which <laughs> the one on the John Cleese episode is the one where he catches the cannonball. Nice. And it leads into a great scene where John Cleese is trying to even out his arms for him. <laughs> and the whole and the whole running gag for the John Cleese one is that John Cleese does not want to be on the show. So he is like adamant to not getting on stage to the point where they've got they've forcibly dressed him up as a mariachi and they've out there holding his arms in the air, shaking the maracas for him because he doesn't want to have anything to do with the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh Muppets News Flash, Muppets Labs, Pigs in Space. Pigs in, in space. space. 
news when we last left our hog track. <laughs> Who's saying that? <laughs> uh, the veterinarian's hospital. That was where, where uh, Rolf was the doctor. I love oh, those. Yeah, those were so good. Rolf, Miss Piggy, and Janice all doing the one-liners. <laughs> and then the Swedish chef. I wish yeah. I could remember how the Swedish chef sounds. Yeah, me too. I can't remember. If only too so- much pressure. <laughs> That's what she said. Too much pressure yeah. to perform. Yeah. Okay. So out of those, what's your favorite? Ooh. Favorite Muppet? No, no favorite, favorite skit. Favorite uh, skit. Oh. Probably the Swedish chef if I had to pick one. Hmm. Huh. I might, as an adult, actually have to go with the Muppet News Flash just because it has a sense of continuity that works its way through every single episode. And yeah, it's got the same kind of gag. It's similar to some of the bits that we do in that, like at the beginning of the show. Like it provides part of the structure for the Muppet show. Mm hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Pigs in Space because I know when I was a kid, whenever that came on, I always got excited. I don't know why, but I always really loved just the whole concept. So Yeah, pig, Pigs in Space would be my favorite as a kid, but as an adult. Yeah, Pigs would be a chef. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I dig Muppet Labs because Beaker. <laughs> it's it's in that same vein of laughter that I do when I'm watching like um, Roadrunner and uh, Wile E. Coyote cartoons. Because you're like, you know something's going to happen to Beaker. You don't know what it is. I mean, the last one I watched, he wound up going through the uh, the luggage compactor and <laughs> getting flattened. But, I mean, it's always something's going to happen to Beaker. So, all right, the movies. The Muppet movie. First one. How many of us remember seeing this in the theater? Oh, yeah. Yep. Not in the theater, no. Uh, yeah, I didn't see this one in the theater, but I saw another one in the theater. Okay. 95 minutes long. Yeah, I made my I made my parents take me to go see it. Yep. Saw it several times. From the bare left, right frog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and that wasn't, this is another uh, just example about how many people loved the Muppets. I mean, just think about the, the cast. Charles Durning is Doc Hopper. I mean, granted, he's not a huge star, but Mel Brooks, Milton Berle, Edgar Bergen, uh, James Coburn, Dom DeLuise. This is just a t- Bob Hope, Madeline Kahn. Elliot I think Gould. That, that's one of the things I've always liked yeah. about the show is it, it kind of paid homage to a lot of the greats of early comedy. And it gave them kind of an outlet. Guys like Sid Caesar, who at that point were kind of feeling pushed out of comedy by all the young guys that were coming up. You know, the Steve Martins and things like that. And this did a good job of paying tribute to those guys while yeah. still honoring the, the fresh new guys too oh yeah because i mean the you've got you know you've got the older comedians that are in there, the bob hope and them doing their th- their things and the parents at the time were like ah bob hope you know in the meantime you've got steve martin as the insolent waiter and richard Pryor doing the balloons right and the scene with M- steve martin is still one of my favorite ones would you care to smell the cap sir <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh other Mike, you know my friend. Uh, his the name of his team in the fantasy foot or fantasy basketball this year was Smell the Bottle Cap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I also love the scene where they finally get into the office to sign the contract, and uh, Lou Lord is played by Orson Welles. Oh yeah, <laughs> Miss Tracy, prepare the standard rich and, and famous, famous contract, contract for Kermit the Frog and Company. <laughs> And you know that's and that was like the huge reveal on that movie. I mean, because yeah. you're like Orson Welles, holy cow! I mean, that's I mean, it's just it's a total and utterly ensemble cast. And so, they continued to pull that throughout the career. Yeah, they do. They they have successfully in every single uh, movie. I mean, so the next one after the Muppet movie was a Great Muppet Caper, one of my favorites. If not, if I were to, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say for the pre 
uh, the Jim Henson original ones, that may be my favorite. Mm, see, I'm still a Muppet movie guy just, just, just because of the purity of it. Yeah, but that's the one that you find out that Kermit and Fozzie are actually uh, brothers. I just... It, <laughs> Is he... Wait, you guys are brothers? That's because he's wearing his hat. Take off your hat. <laughs> oh, I see it. <laughs> so, I mean, in this in this one, Charles Grodin as the bad guy was amazing. Yep. John Cleese, uh, Peter Ustinov as a truck driver. I mean, again, it's the, that huge cast of uh, people that you don't expect to see. And it's... <laughs> The whole, I, I always my one of my favorite scenes is always the "Welcome Back to the Happiness Hotel" song too. So, but how do you guys feel about the Great Muppet Caper? I loved it. I honestly don't remember a whole lot about it. I didn't get a chance to watch it again. Really? It's classic. I mean, it's uh, just the Happiness Hotel in and of itself is is more than enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, that and Lou Zealand. <laughs> for kind of a going the fish throwing guy. Oh yeah. He's like, we have to find a way to get down there. Here's the paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so you got the great Muppet Caper, and then after that came Muppets Take Manhattan. Which is the one that I saw in the theater. Yeah, I I've seen just about I mean all the pre uh Jim I mean those up I've seen all these in the theater. I mean I remember seeing them in the theater because I mean it's just the Muppets were just like that thing in the especially in my house. So Muppets Take Manhattan, the story on this one is Muppets graduate college uh, and um, wind up going to Manhattan to try and get their play on uh, Broadway, but then wind up breaking up because they can't do it off the off the very beginning of it. But this one, I think, has got the best Swedish chef scene out of all the movies. Were the well, Muppets and- big in your house because your brother is a Muppet? No, his head, <laughs> his uh, body and head had not done the... Uh, the split yet. His grandfather was also a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this actually the first appearance of Rizzo the Rat? Ah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think it may be. If not, he's one of my favorite characters too. Well, um, and I remember this one. I believe no, I take it back because Rizzo the Rat oh. was, <laughs> believe it or not, in the Linda Ronstadt, Mac Davis, Senior Wences, and uh, Gene Kelly. He was in five uh, Muppet Show episodes. Oh, yeah. He was first in the Christopher Reeve episode. Yeah. Fourth he's, season. Oh, he's been around a while. Yeah, he's been there for a bit. And he was also on Larry King Live. Because um, <laughs> why not? It's uh, But this one had um, uh, Juliana Donald as Jenny and Lonnie Price as Ronnie and all these, uh, you know, a lot of the human in it. Uh, great scene of Dabney Coleman as Murray Plotsky, the agent who tries to take him for uh, $300 a piece. I don't know. Am I the only one here who really thinks Dabney Coleman is hilarious? No. Okay, good. (laughs) Going all the way back to, uh, like, the Carol Burnett show, I remember he was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, man. We'll have to do that at some point. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the, uh, you know, that this is another one. Ensemble cast and the Muppets. Even Gregory Hines as the roller skater. Like I mentioned earlier, I remember Edward, I remember Ed Koch being in this and being kind of like, at the time, not knowing who it was, but then watching it later, and it's like, hey, it's kind of a neat poll, you know, like a random thing. Yeah, even John Landis was in this one. Also, a very young Gates McFadden, well before her uh, Star Trek years. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Again, it's classic, you know. See, and this is the guy that, Pat, you like, did you ever see this one? Yeah. Do you remember the Swedish yeah. Chef one where he's wearing the 3D glasses? Oh, God. Ooh, the corn's yeah. popping in your face in the 3D. <laughs> Ooh, the corn. <laughs> and and Scooter's like, that's not how the glasses work, chef. <laughs> so, 
And I never understood why the Swedish chef, out of all the characters, had man hands, like actual human hands. Yeah, I loved you know, it. She wanted to have the real hands. Yeah, because yeah, you think if you're going to be the only puppet handling knives. <laughs> yeah. And raw fish. <laughs> Swedish chef is awesome. <laughs> that was a great impersonation of the Swedish chef, but I've heard one better. Okay. Just saying. So Come then- on, Pat. Everybody wants to hear it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. Let me. Uh, no, let, let, him, let him work up to it. Okay. <laughs> he knows we want it. Now, yeah. the Muppets Take Manhattan created a spinoff. Was the Muppet Babies TV show? Muppet Babies was my favorite cartoon for many years. What? Green. Oh, absolutely. I've never I seen it, actually. Totally agree with you on that, sir. <laughs> I mean, you knew a cartoon was going to get me when it not only had Muppets, but it had a Kermit uh, basically acting as Indiana Jones in the opening credits. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. And then they had the animal go bye-bye post credit stinger at the end of every single episode. Mm-hmm. And, and another one of those shows that had a lot, again, if you watch any of the reruns or if you catch it now, the, uh, there's a lot of that humor in there that's aimed at the parents. You know, I love the fact that Na- uh, Nanny, was her name? Nanny, yeah. Nanny only existed as a pair of legs. And then when they did uh, Muppet Babies on Ice or they had like Muppet Babies on stage or something like that, Muppet Babies Live, when they did it, they actually had a pair of giant nanny legs that came out on stage. So That's creepy. But I, re- I just remember really loving this show, and I remember watching the crap out of it, just just like Josh was talking about. I don't know why you're dissing on it, Pat. I don't think he's I've never watched it. He's just never so. seen it, so he can't really diss on it. Yeah. I, I hated also, the concept, so I never watched it. It gave some additional development in some ways to some of the characters who only got development over the course of years. I think that Scooter and his twin sister Skeeter. Skeeter yep. yeah. yeah, they got a lot more development as Muppet Babies than they did as Muppets. Uh, I think Ralph, in some ways, was a deeper character. And, uh, like, the whole thing was set up where there would be a situation going on in the nursery. But usually the Muppet babies would be using their imagination to turn it into something else, which would inevitably morph into, like, some sort of pop culture reference. Yep. Muppet babies were back when they still had Saturday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was part of our Saturday morning roundhouse because there was. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was Saturday mornings. There was uh, was Dungeons and Dragons. There was Muppet Babies. And there was all, I mean, in interjecting with uh, Schoolhouse Rock and then um, all the Bugs Bunny you can take. And then if they didn't behave, Chuck Norris would kick them in the face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hence the roundhouse. Karate Commandos. That was a little later. <laughs> so, uh, in um, Past the Muppet Babies, something tragic happened. Jim Henson passed away. Uh, this really, he died in 1990. And Holy it, shit, it was that long ago? Yeah. And, but you know what? It, I vividly remember hearing about this because, you know, you guys know me, and I'm not one to be a huge fan of anything where I would be like, oh, my God, I have to meet this person, except for Jim Henson. Because by this point, you already had um, Dark Crystal had come out and uh, Labyrinth had come out and the Muppet, all the Muppet movies and all that stuff had come out. And one of my goals was I wanted to meet and, see, you know, talk to Jim Henson. And my senior year of high school, he died. And this is the only celebrity that I have ever been distraught about hearing them die. That is the only person. And when I found out why, then I just got angry. Basically just because he had a cold and wouldn't go to the doctor. Pretty much. He had a bad cold, wouldn't go to the doctor, and he died. And that was just like, 
piss me off to no end. So if you weren't dead, I'd kill you. I won't go that far. But we actually uh, took the kids down to the Museum of Science and Industry and, and, industry and uh, caught the uh, Jim Henson exhibit that they had there. Where they had the original, uh, you know, the king from the, uh, the that first, remember the, the wind-up king thing that he made? Mm-hmm. And all yeah, original. I remember the exhibit. It's uh, been traveling around museums for many years. I remember seeing it as a kid. Yeah, we took the girls downtown to go see that. The original Kermit the Frog and all his sketches and everything were there. And that's just a great thing to to see. But... 1990, uh, Jim Henson passed away, and then after that, Muppet Christmas Carol came out. And this was one of the first movies, was it the first, yeah, it was the first movie that came out with, uh, that was made by, uh, the in- inclusion of Dave- David Henson, was his son? Brian? Brian Henson. Yeah, Brian Henson coming in and taking, kind of taking the, the wheel, and he did a great job. Have you this guys- is actually my favorite Muppet movie, believe it or not. I could see. I believe it. Because, hmm. I, I mean, I, I just love the story, first of all. It's always been one of my favorite stories. And just watching them do it was even better. And Michael Caine, you can't go wrong with him. No. No. And, and again, they had a lot of Rizzo the Rat, who was one of my favorite characters. Favorite? Yes, there was a lot of Rizzo. Well, he was a, one of the, you know, he was along with Gonzo as uh, the narrator. Yep. But <laughs> it's, I do have to think the my favorite scene from that entire one is when they're trying to get over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I left my jelly beans on the other side. Well, it was like, you could have walked through those bars at any time. Yeah, why? You are such an idiot. That's <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, we just watched that over Christmas this year, and I hadn't seen it in many years, and it's it holds up. Yeah, it does. We bought this for my, my strangely enough, my mother-in-law still had not seen this. Huh. Yeah, we bought it for her for last Christmas. Because we're like, what? You need to watch this. Now, unfortunately, um, they didn't really, outside of Michael Caine, they really didn't have the ensemble cast. But one of the things that they did do in this one is they did include a lot of the Muppets, uh, like from Fraggle Rock. Uh, at one point, the uh, the dog, Sprocket, the dog is in this one. And they have, you know, the inclusion of all, you know, a bunch of the different Muppets in this in this one from the other TV shows, so... Well, I think they were going for more of a straight adaptation than the traditional Muppet movie where they just go all out. Right. Yeah. That's certainly true. Uh, there's still the Muppet kind of spin on it. We see that with this and the next film. Yes. Great songs in this one. That and the, the rats when uh, they're asking for more coal. At the and way. Tim Curry. Come on now. And Oh, yeah. Wait, Tim Curry. No, Tim yeah. Curry's the next one. Yeah, that oh. thought we moved on to the next one. No, we're still talking about the rats. When they went the heat, oh, okay. the heat wave. Sorry, sorry. I thought we moved on to Treasure Island. So, Treasure Island. <laughs> now we're, no, we're not moving on to that. Now, Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the natural transition and let's clunk into Treasure Island. <laughs> I thought we had already done it. Sorry. We're going to grind this gear into place. Uh, Muppet Treasure Island, like you said. Well, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's move back to Christmas. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Because this has pirates, Muppets, <laughs> and Billy Connolly. Yes. That's pretty much all you need. Well, let's toss in Tim Curry and you have a... Uh, it had a great little movie there. Again, directed by Brian Henson. Uh, writers is uh, someone named Robert Louis Stevenson. I never heard of him. No? Oh. Yeah. I hear he's done some stuff. This one, they kind of get a little bit more of the ensemble cast back into it. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, you, your stand, you got your voices. You've got Tim Curry, Bill, Billy Connolly as Billy Bones, Jennifer Saunders, and Kevin Bishop as Jim Hawkins. Uh, the voices of the Muppets at this point are solidly Dave Getz. Steve Whitmire, Jerry Nelson, Kevin Clash, and Bill Beretta, along with uh, Frank Oz. Uh, John Henson does the voice of Sweetums, 
And uh, this is another one directed by Brian Henson. So, yep. Yeah, who also did a voice. Did he? Yes, he was uncredited. Oh. Yeah. Which one was he? I just says voice. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, there's I a bunch that are just listed as additional Muppet performers and Muppet voices. Okay. Probably just some of the pirate noises in the background and stuff. Yeah, they needed more voices. So, um, again, another one of those where you've got the classic story being retold by the, by the Muppets. Which, which became their trademark for a while. Yep. Great musical numbers, like the uh, Cabin Fever. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> uh, Cabin Fever and a lot of a little bit of the... Uh, um, adult humor in there too, aimed at the parents. Like when Miss Piggy, who doesn't show up until like an hour into the film, uh, shows up and meets uh Tim Curry. She first thing she says, "Hello, Long John." <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and now again, watch that again. I'm like, that's a reference to his penis. Can't get that. I thought it was a reference to his donut. So anyway, uh, Pat does a good impression. Um. <laughs> It, it, it's fun. I mean, it's it's definitely not the best of the bunch, but it's it's a good time. It is. Did Josh fall down after that joke? No. Oh, I no, dropped no. my phone. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought someone was doing that uh, to capitalize on the fact that your joke bombed. No. <laughs> that was I, on it, purpose? Yeah, no, it was, it was just perfect timing was all. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So uh, kick it up to 1999. We discover where Gonzo comes from. He is an alien. I didn't know what to expect with that when I saw it. No, I didn't either. But this one... Blames a lot. Yeah. Jeffrey Tambor is in this one. F. Murray Abraham, Rob Schneider, Ray Liotta. Josh Charles. David Arquette, Andy McDowell, Kathy Griffin. This is where they're starting to get a little bit more back into the uh, ensemble Hulk cast. Hogan. Pat Hingle, Hulk Hogan, yeah. Um, just a you know, bunch of people in that one. And this one is, a, I think this is the first introduction of that bear. The, oh, the big, the big giant bear. Yeah, the bear that's Jeffrey Tambor's uh, uh, assistant. That's a funny character. It really is. <laughs> I mean, he was in in the uh, the uh, actual Muppet movie, the one before Most Wanted, when he played one of the evil sidekicks. I mean, that was a hysterical character. And it looks like they also had uh, Katie Holmes, Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek in this, as well as Gary Owens, the announcer. Which can't go wrong with Gary Owens. Katie Holmes is in this. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, one of the cameos. Neat. Yeah. It also has one of my favorite quotes when, because uh, uh, through the through the whole movie, Pat, have you seen this one? Uh, no, I think it's the only one I haven't seen. Okay, so the whole thing is that uh, Gonzo thinks he's getting radio waves from space, telling him that his alien friends are coming. Rizzo the rat and Pepe the prawn start to play on this and start talking to him in his sleep and convince him to like make a, a tiki bar, put it in a hot tub. And do all, I mean, they're like, we cannot come unless you put in the hot tub. Yes. You need the hot tub. And then Gonzo <laughs> wakes up the next morning and puts in like a whole deck and hot tub. And then at one point after it, Rizzo has a uh, a break of conscience and he turns to Pepe and goes, dude, we got to tell him. And Pepe turns and goes, you tell him, you tell him and I shall spank you. I shall spank you like a bad, bad donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> I remember watching that with my brother. We're both kind of like, what? <laughs> that, that's really kind of weird. <laughs> so, but still funny. I mean, I didn't get as many laughs as I did at this, the last couple ones as I did as the original ones. But again, it's still just good, solid entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I felt this one was a little bit weaker, but I mean, it's still Muppets. Yeah. Muppets are like pizza. It may not be as good as a deep dish, but hey, pizza. That's what she said. And they can feed up to four people. Depends on how you slice them. So you got anything to say about the uh, 
pre-2000 Muppets. Love them. Yep. Sure. Fans since I was a kid, Muppet for life. All right. So I think we can go to the break. And when we come back, I'm going to have a question for all of you. Uh Uh-oh. Pork, pork, pork. (laughs) Right. Two, three, four. All right, we are back to speak about the Muppets some more. All right, so I said I had a question for you guys after we got back from the break. Can't wait. Now, this is not so much a who is your favorite, but Joel kind of touched on a point that got me thinking about how there's a little bit of everything going on in the Muppets. And I think that that also includes personality types. I'm wondering, what Muppet or Muppets do you think you are most personally like? Ooh, I know Joel's. Oh, yes. There was a... um I don't know when it came up or how it came up, but at some point in my life, I have been told that Fozzie Bear is my father. I uh, could see that. I am the living embodiment of Fozzie Bear, and I I wear that badge with honor. Hmm. So that is my answer. Waka, waka, waka. God, man. I, you know what? I never... I got to think about it. A vaudevillian who's, who, like, more than half their jokes fall flat? I could definitely see that. <laughs> And, and like I said, always funnier when they're falling down on their jokes. I agree with that. I want to say Gonzo, but that's that seems too easy for me. What about I you? I see that. I mean, I, I, I've always kind of identified with Scooter. It's one of the earnest, hardworking, doesn't always quite get it right. But uh, when all the craziness is going on around him, just kind of is staying the course. Yeah. Plus, he is kind of the quintessential Muppet geek. Yep. Yeah. Stage manager and gopher. I'm trying to think of... Somebody. I don't really know if I have anybody. Just own know. it, man. Just own it. Own it as own it as Gonzo? Yep. Just own it. I mean, because he's... Doesn't, first off, he he is his own man. Gonzo, I mean, even, even in the original Muppet movie, he wants to go to Bombay, India to become a movie star. You know, you don't go to Bombay, India to become a movie star. You go to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, if you want to do it the easy way. (laughs) We picked up a weirdo. (laughs) What about you, Pat? I don't really know if I could say I, I don't know, maybe Statler and Waldorf. (laughs) I was going to say Zoot. (laughs) Go back to bed, man. Nobody's landed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Zoot. I think I know what Josh's is, but. If you were listening it. 30 seconds ago, you know what Josh's is. Scooter. I forgot what you said. What you Scooter. Say? Scooter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Eat is a hell of a drug, man. I was, was going to guess <laughs> Rolf, but yeah. But you know yeah. what? What's crazy is Rolf is actually my second choice for the question. So that's actually very insightful. And for similar reasons where he is kind of the, he's another real hard worker, but whereas he is more of a musician in the form of playing an instrument, Scooter is more into the like keeping a show running. Uh, and if you go into the Muppet Babies, he's the computer geek as well. Yeah. So 
So yeah, Ra- but Ra- if I had ha- gone with my knee jerk, I actually would have said Rolf first. Now, Mike, if I would have had this question asked of me 20 years ago, I would have said animal for you. Animal? I like to I think I had why. a little bit more control than animal. See, and I could hair. even see Mike as a Kermit. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just because he's kind of in the driver's seat for this show. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, well, I have to worse be a Swedish chef then, since I have a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting literal. No, I was actually going to go with you're going to be a Foozy Bear. Foozy Bear? Yeah. Who's Foozy Bear? And for a short time, Fozzie joined him up at uh, the uh, another group called the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there was Miss Poogie, Kermoot the Frog, <laughs> Foozy Bear, Janus, Rolf the Dog, and uh, Animool. That's right. Who was Animool, who was voiced by Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah, that was that was in one of the films we're going to talk about for the second half. Yep. Yep. All right. So you want to get into it? Yeah, let's let's talk about Muppets. Yeah, so now the the voices have changed over. Uh, obviously, Frank Oz is on to doing different things, like making uh, Groundhog Day. And um, voices have changed over to Eric Jacobson, who does the voices of Animal, Fozzie, Miss Piggy, and Sam the Eagle, along with Burton Grover on Sesame Street. David Rudman does uh, Janice and Scooter. Matt Vogel, Robin the Frog, Floyd... Floyd Pepper, uh, Lou Zealand, and Sweetums. I bet didn't know that Floyd's last name was Pepper. Oh. Uh, Steve Whitmire does uh, Kermit, Wembley. Oh, Wembley from uh, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Uh, Sprocket and Rizzo the Rat. Dave Getz does Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, Gonzo, Waldorf, and uh, Boober Fraggle. Uh, Bill Beretta, Dr. Teeth, Rolf, Swedish Chef, and now the new introduced, uh, pretty familiar with him now, Pepe the King Prawn. But, uh, no. Dr. Teeth could have only been an invention of the 70s and 80s. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It would never have happened. It would have been something totally different if it was current. Yeah, because he's even like a throwback to the 60s psychedelia. Well, so is the whole band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of like a Dr. John. Yep. Yeah. After Dr. John. Anyway, you were saying. Well, I was going to say it's Dr. John that dresses like uh, George Clinton. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's though one of the best songs from the original Muppet movie when they were in the church. So, uh, but anyway, uh, past two thousand, the Muppets Wizard of Oz comes around, and it's uh, adequate. Yeah, it's adequate. It's a Muppet movie. Uh, it's better than Muppets in Space. More Jeffrey Tambor, um, who plays Oz. It was actually was a television film was on TV with uh, starring, I said it was somebody else earlier, but it was actually Ashanti. Oh, okay. You said Brandy earlier, which yeah. made sense. but uh, Ashanti, Jeffrey Tambor, Quentin Tarantino, David Allen Greer, Queen Latifah, Steve Whitmire, Dave Getz, Bill Beretta, and you know all the other voices, but Quentin Tarantino was in it. <laughs> well, yeah, this is where you start to get Pepe the King Prawns a transition from like side character who had only really had kind of a major role in uh, one film up to this point, but had been a side gag. And he's starting to move forward in the ranks. And uh, Pepe the King Prawn actually did the making of for this film. Oh, really? And interviewed Quentin Tarantino. Neat. Now I did not know that, but now I need to watch it. Now, this is something I have to look up. Okay. So, Muppets YouTube channel kicks in shortly after the Muppets are purchased by Disney. 2004. 
the Muppets get bought by Disney. Which is crazy because back in the first half, we talked about the Star Wars Mark Hamill episode. Mm-hmm. The closing number is yes. when you wish upon a star and you've got the Muppets, Star Wars characters. And at the end of the bit, there's fireworks and the Cinderella castle rises in the background. I'm like, oh my God, this is like prophecy because yeah. now mm-hmm. Disney owns them all. Yep. All you needed was like Captain America to run through the background and you would have had the, tr- <laughs> you know, the quad. Um, yeah. I, I, I noticed the same thing on that episode because you know and even the girls did too they're like wow disney's got all those guys now i'm like yep and soon disney will own you (laughs) disney it's all gonna be disney and hershey's as long as they release my special edition i'm okay yeah so disney um have any of you guys been to disney after um the muppets got bought out by them Uh we went uh the in-laws one year took everybody down and I got to go to the, all the Muppet stuff that was at Disney at the time. And I was concerned, being a big Muppet, big Muppet fan, a little bit less of a Disney fan. I'm more of a Muppet fan than I was a Disney fan. And I was concerned because I was afraid that it was going to be bastardized. They did not do any of that. No, Disney has a really good track record with taking something that has been popular, understanding why it's popular, and capitalizing on the best of it in order to continue to make it profitable for themselves yes and they they, don't ruin things and then kill a property and then have to shuffle those properties off they're not like yahoo yeah you know anything that gets bought by yahoo kiss it goodbye it's gone but uh disney when we went down there we saw some of the like the uh, swedish chefs cooking experience or there's some of the events and things that they have going on down there with the muppets and some great 3d things mix in the swedish chef doing his thing with all the cool effects that they have going on, like the, you know, like the popping corn and bubbles are blowing around. They've got the whole 3D thing going on, and it was amazing. And I was very impressed by the, the treatment that the Muppets got by Disney, which also brought about them being out and about to more and more things like the YouTube channel. Uh, the Muppets, knowing that everybody wants to watch all their shows, decided they, you know, they decided to put out a Muppet show. And I think, honestly, this is working just as good or not, if not better, than the sketches from the Muppet show. Because you've got these sketches that pop out, like, I want to say there's like one every two weeks. Is it that regular? It's, it's, well, it almost seems that regular. Because it's not, it's not always like, um, uh, what was the one where Beaker and uh, Swedish Chef and Animal do um, Bolero? (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you've got you've got Beaker singing meep 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 meep, and you've got you know Swedish chef singing, and then Animal and the whole weirdness going on there. But they're also hawking other Disney things now. So um, Kermit and Miss Piggy were hawking uh, ESPN. Nice. So they're doing ESPN Final Four stuff, which is you know it's kind of weird, but still you know it's not as bad as it could be. So, but no the um. The YouTube channel has just a ton of stuff. I mean, they are—they have not. Uh, let's see, they're—it's almost like the, uh, like when John Cleese and uh, what should we call it, Monty Python kicked in. Mm-hmm. They had—they discovered that they had a whole bunch of lots of people bootlegging their videos, so they created a YouTube channel, and their DVD sales went through the roof. They like tripled. So That's crazy, yeah. So now they've got. Um, Behind the scenes stuff. They've got old, old videos. They've got Statler and Waldorf doing critiques of things. And now it's a running gag where after each of the Muppets does their thing, Statler and Waldorf now instead of sitting up in the, uh, 
in the balcony, they're actually on their computer together watching YouTube channel, YouTube videos. <laughs> so the last thing you see is like looking through the computer screen at Statler and Waldorf and they make their snide comment and then close out the close out the scene. That's brilliant marketing. It really is. Yeah, you're playing you up have, to Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to recommend the channel overwhelmingly to anyone that has like 5 minutes to kill and doesn't know what else to watch cuz most of the shorts are just very very good. Oh yeah. Uh well, Beaker doing Ode to Joy. Plus having kids now and and watching what they're into it, it's playing up to your audience because your audience today isn't going to necessarily run out to the movies or turn on the TV. They're going to be on the computer. I mean, my kids refer to Things as, you know, what's on what's on YouTube or YouTubers or, you know, whatever the newest episode from their favorite YouTube person is. So that's like their TV. And so to put yourself out of there in that market and have a regular update, it sounds like. I mean, that's that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, because well, they know they know where the kids are and the kids are watching things on YouTube. So now they have the you know, the new movie comes out like the Muppets Most Wanted. You go there and there's uh, bloopers from yeah, that's from the movie in there. I mean, it's it's really cool that they've actually they've adopted this new technology, and they're you know they're the kids are getting still getting their daily dose of Muppets. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not all at once. And yeah. I'm jump right in. So, Thank you, Pat, for interjecting. So uh, then came the new movie. Well, kind of new movie, The Muppets. Which seemed like a long time coming. It did, and it wouldn't have ever happened if it wasn't for Jason Siegel. He was one of the driving forces behind that getting that was, movie. Yeah. Because they were they were content doing what they were doing, and they weren't really even thinking about making another movie. And he kind of just told them, he's like, you know, I think we need to make a movie. And they were like, nah, we're good over here on YouTube. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, no, I think people will watch a movie. <laughs> well, and there was a long enough break that that was kind of built into the whole premise for the movie, where people had kind of forgotten about the Muppets. People don't do variety shows anymore. Yeah, and uh, you know, Amy Adams. Mm. <laughs> Adorable. Sorry. Yes. Yes. And was great in it. I mean, it. I. I was. Of course, I. In your head, you remember the old Muppet shows, old Muppet movies, and you're like, Ah, they did a Muppet. Sh- they did a Muppet movie. Ah, is it going to be as good? And in my head, it wasn't as good as it. It was better than I expected it to be, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I was expecting it to be completely again, like going to Disney. What What are they doing with my childhood? What are they doing with the Muppets? And you know what? They did a great job. They played good respect to it. Mm-hmm. See, and I thought one of the things, the nice things about it, is that they introduced a new Muppet for the next generation. But they also used that as your gateway back into that world, mm-hmm. because. You know, we've all kind of been separated from it in a lot of ways. And to me, it was almost like not a restart or a reboot of the series, but it felt like it was the first movie that they were making in in anticipation of going back down that road again, instead of going back to the well and trying to build on what was already there. So it's, it's kind of a weird walk in a very fine line between both. And I think they pulled it off in, in very much the same feel as the first like three movies. Mm-hmm. And they in did. My- well, and they also got the the ensemble cast. You know, you've got Alan Arkin. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Jim Parsons, you know, just like yeah. all these, I mean, little bitty. And little, you've got an Academy Award winning actor as your main bad guy. Yeah. I mean, Chris Cooper, uh, and he rapped in it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it's, I, I love it so much. I've seen it so many times. See, I haven't seen it as much as the other ones, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. I mean, it's, and, and the bear was back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bear was hysterical. Walter sucks. Yes. Thank you. I <laughs> He's just boring. He's a boring... I know he's supposed to be the everyman character, 
We, but but Mu- ha- the Muppets doesn't need an everyman character. No, the we have thing Kermit. To that is Scooter, and that's all you need. You don't need this. I mean, it's just this wide-eyed, doe-eyed, just half-retarded guy running around. No, I'm I'm with Joel on this. That uh, this story does not work without Walter, and this story was a story worth telling. Yeah, Walter sucks. But the thing well, is, they 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 shoehorn him in. That's he's the a thing focal they, point. Well, I mean, but yeah. they could have easily done it with Scooter. No. Uh, that no, because Scooter was part of the Forgotten Muppets. I mean, you have to basically mm. ignore or break what came before. This is saying everything came before happened, and then there was a big break between movies, and there's this new guy that doesn't know where he belongs, but has always loved the Muppets, and he is kind of bringing a new audience into it. Yeah. I, I don't think he's an awesome character, but I don't think the story works without him. Plus, yeah. you had that fantastic duet, Muppet of a Man, with... With Jim Parsons and and J- Jason Siegel, which is just I, I really love that song. But and and when you get when once we get to the next film, you'll start to see that you kind of start to see that character fade into the other Muppets. At that point, he's no longer the focus. Right. He's he's a new guy. This, uh, but yeah, I I like his role in the second one kind of better because he's part of the crowd. Yeah. He's part of he's part of the ensemble now, and I right. mean, people were complaining about Pepe when he first came out too. It's just the the cast occasionally gets these expansion characters, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah, but Walter's just not an interesting enough character to to justify being a lead character. And I think that's why they wrote him out, or not out, but downplayed him in mm-hmm. the sequel to where he's still there and he's still tied into it. And you know he's part of the cast, but he's not—he's not the main character anymore. Right. It's back to being Kermit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's where it should be. Is that and that's where it should be. Like you know, Fozzie, Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo should be the center of every movie. I mean, of of the movies, in my opinion. Can I can I go on record as saying is that I also really do not like Miss Piggy. Yeah. At all. Okay. I just don't like her. Well, she's not a very likable character. She's kind of like a Lucy Van Pelt kind of bossy irritating yeah but like some people still like are fans of hers and i just i don't get it no i don't find her i don't find her like funny or any of that kind of crap attractive you know i i I didn't say that well (laughs) yeah he just doesn't want her to talk yeah um (laughs) so she's a puppet you don't have to talk if she doesn't you don't want her to yikes oh, my matters so running down the uh, cameos in this one we got a lot we got rashida jones we've got you already mentioned alan arkin we've got uh kristen Schaal, sarah silverman, silverman. ken jong jack black jack black um uh, let's see emily blunt john krasinski mickey rooney uh rico rodriguez from mickey modern rooney. family Jimmy Willikers. Jimmy Willikers. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Dave, Neil Patrick Harris and Judd Hirsch playing themselves. Yep. So, did all of us watch the next one? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, we're talking about the, the newest one? Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it this afternoon. I've Me seen too. it twice. <clears throat> I was really, really ecstatic about this one. I love this one. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais as Dominic Bad Guy. It's pronounced Bad Guy. And, and but the whole thing. It means good man. And, 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 and the, oh, okay, all right, all right. Oh, Ty Burrell and uh, Sam the Eagle are hilarious together. Oh yeah, yeah, they're really funny. And Tina Fey dressed up as a Russian guard was kind of with mm-hmm. yeah, knee high boots on. Mm. 
singing, dancing. I love me some Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Tony Bennett, right off the bat, you know, and then they've achieved, it, normally they've always been kind of self-aware. There's always a little bit of the, yeah, we kind of know what's going on around us type of thing. This time, they are like full on... We know what's happening. Yeah, they went meta with the opening number, talking about how they're going to do a sequel, and it's not as good as the first. I like that. Why is the camera still here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That opening song was, yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, we're going to be okay. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga are the, you know, the the, then they start singing about the cameos. And cameos, holy cow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it went off the charts with this one. I, I love the when, when Tina Fey is saying goodnight to all the prisoners in the very last one. <laughs> goodnight, Danny Trejo. Good night. <laughs> Did you catch in the credits that uh, a lot of the people who uh, had their own names were listed as themselves, but Danny Trejo was listed as playing Danny Trejo because he was a character that happened to have the same name. Same name. name. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Nice. Well, when I saw him in there, I immediately was like, hey, it's Danny. Oh, hey, it's Machete from the Spy Kids films. And the kids are like, oh, right. Okay. Yep. But you've got Jermaine Clement from uh, the Flight of the Concords, right? Yep. Yep. And Sean Combs. Uh, Rob, Sean Rob Combs. Cordry in the very beginning. Mackenzie <sighs> Crook, uh, which the kids recognize as the eyeball guy from. And he Pirates. was in it for like a half a second. Yeah. And shit. And then, Celine Dion. <laughs> Zach yeah. Galifianakis comes back as Hobo Joe in the back of the this is the best Muppet wedding I've ever been to <laughs> now before you say the next name that was brilliant yes it was because here throughout the entire scenes in the gulag you have this person in solitary that's singing and you recognize the voices somewhere but you can't quite place it and he's one of those guys that I've er- he's earned a lot of respect for me for his not taking himself seriously but and that would be Josh Groban. Yeah, they open it up at the end. You see who that it's him. That was really funny. <laughs> it pushes awesome. him right back in. And then Tom Hiddleston is the great escapo. Yep. And that <laughs> <Yeah>. one, <laughs> that one, I had to pause for the girls because I'm like, all right, who is it? And they're like, we know that face. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> and he had for, no lines. He had no lines. He just made a break for it and got tasered. Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect. Nice try, escapo. <laughs> uh, Franklin Jella is <laughs> the vicar. Yeah. Which, honestly, the Franklin Jellas the Vicar was hilarious, and that one line that's only three hundred years old. It's, yeah, it's, that was hilarious. But if they had managed to pull the guy from uh, Princess Bride, oh, that I think would have just made it Challenge. amazing. Uh, Ray Liotta again was back. Yep, <laughs> because yeah. apparently he just loves being in uh, Muppet movies, and who wouldn't? James McAvoy oh. as the U- UPS guy. So we have Loki and Professor X. He was another one that didn't have any lines. He just popped in for a second. Yeah. Um, Selma Hayek, don't forget, and Toby Jones, who's made himself a bit more of a name now with the Captain America movies. Before we move on, because mentioning Selma Hayek reminds me of something. One of the things I love about the way they did the guest stars is that they moved back to the beginning with the Muppet Variety Show, doing the variety show on stage with the celebrity guest, even doing the classic opening. Yep. I love that. That's, and I think, the only time you have that show directly echoed in the films. It's also the only time where they acknowledge the other movies. Yeah. Because Professor Honeydew points out that it's actually, the what, the seventh or eighth sequel? Right. Yeah. So. Which I, I, I laughed out loud when that happened. But they also have the guest star based on where they're, where they're at. So, like, Christoph Waltz is in Germany. Selma Hayek's in Spain. Mm-hmm. Good call. I missed that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they tie it all together. 
the usher is usher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. Uh, Chloe Great Smurrets. I really love Stanley Tucci's scene. <laughs> I'm in the guard up in the tower. Thanks the... for not shooting me. <laughs> but uh, and Christopher Waltz as Christopher Waltz. Christoph. Christoph, sorry. Um, Christoph. Ronan, who and Miranda Richardson, who we not everybody knows who they are. And Till Schweiger is another one that you see his face, but you don't always catch who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. <laughs> yep. Yep, as uh, the newspaper girl. But, I mean, it's an, again, it's just like in the old TV shows where it's like, hey, phone rings. Hey, you want to be in a Muppet movie? Sure. What You're do I got to do? For two seconds with yeah. no lines. You got okay. to bring in a giant uh, uh, CIA badge. All right. <laughs> cool. You have no lines. All right. Cool. I'm going to be in a Muppet show. You know, it's like, and now, again, it's that, it's that generation of kids that grew up watching the Muppet movies. And it's going to be, it's going to be like this in the next movies because they're going to be like, oh, who wants to be in a Muppet movie? Line up, you know? Because again, it's it's one of those things, you know, if you ever meet somebody who doesn't like the Muppets, punch them in the face and walk away. Because <laughs> there's something I, th- wrong I think with it's them. fully legal just to shoot them. Oh. I, Unless I, you're in Europe, then you have to beat them with some sort of club. <laughs> <laughs> like a dance club? I yes. beat you with discotheque. Unta, 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 unta. <laughs> Uh, I've heard people say that they they didn't like this one or that it wasn't as good. And I have to disagree. I thought it was right on par with the, the, the first, the new, newer, the other Muppet movie they just made. I had, I had several moments where I actually had to like stop it because I was laughing. That was, it was good. And I, I, as goofy as the most dangerous frog in the world was oh, how great was that ac- the accent he had is kermit <laughs> it is me every time he saw it is kermit <laughs> yes i am kermit we should do everything he says <laughs> was well, and then the whole bit where they went they went back to the well again and they referenced to old episode or old the old movie with the bit about the the beauty mark or the mole where when it was covered Oh, hey, Kermit, what are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You oh, know my God. It's it's a, hey, Kermit's in the newspaper. <laughs> it's just like- and his second song, Constantine's second song, where he uh, enthralls Piggy with this crazy oh, 70s, like, Eastern European I can give you everything Euro you want. Trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very was, funny. Yeah. That was so... And I, you know what I liked about it is that when, when all that's going on, when he starts doing this thing and they had that little little tuft of hair coming off his shirt, and Piggy just... <laughs> and the, the wall's open and the disco starts... And Piggy's like, kind of does that look around like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> but then she's like with it, you know? And she's like, oh. But King yeah, that... Because I can give you everything you, you want. You. Yeah, what, what was the armadillo one when he followed up? With, oh God, it was so funny. Uh-oh. Oh, but well, all the my favorite was... line though. My, my favorite line was when uh, Ty Burrell and Sam the Eagle were talking, were, were, were piecing together what was going on, and and they're like, "He's going to steal the crown jewels. <laughs> He's going to steal, steal the, the tower, tower of, of London. London crown jewels." <laughs> Yeah, Pat literally like sent me a message right at that happened and <laughs> told me that that had just happened and I yeah it was classic. Ty Burrell was hilarious in this. Yeah, if, when he's always taking his breaks. <laughs> well, time for a vacation. <laughs> I will see you in six months. <laughs> and he's like, it is time. I am off for the day. And he takes off. He's got the slippers on. He goes, No, we have to go chase him over time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the whole and the whole uh, badge scene was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were looking at this badge. 
That's, I mean, and that's that's that kind of ridiculous humor that we expect. Yeah, you know, and I think the thing that made the kids laugh the hardest, <clears throat> which I was hysterical, was when they had um, Fozzie and uh, Fozzie and Kermit in the car, and they were uh, handcuffed <laughs> to the steering wheel, <laughs> and they, and they the broke out the, the floorboard, and then walked away with the car. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not the sign of a good car. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice in the poster the evil evil Kermit has his finger up like Doctor Evil? I did oh, not. No. Yeah, I'm just looking at that right now. Oh yeah, he totally does. And um, <laughs> the, I'm sorry, Joel. In the mid, in the very beginning, where they're trying to come up with a plot for the next movie, and he's like, "How about an evil oil tycoon, Fozzie, comes up and tries to take over the?" Yeah. Did, did you even watch the first movie? <laughs> oh, and, and and the fact that they're self-referencing, the fact they've gotten so meta in it, is just funnier. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I was all about this one. I thought it was yeah, great. Very much so. It, it was hysterical start to finish. So, final statements on the Muppets? Big, big thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's even when they have the rare misstep, uh, it's usually better than the bulk of children's entertainment. And we ha- only talked about the core Muppets. We didn't really get into all the, like, Sesame Street and all the side oh. Muppet stuff because yeah. this show would be, like, five hours. Yeah, the, the we, SNL Muppets from yeah, the first season. Saturday Night Live or Fraggle Muppets. Rock and Labyrinth. And, I mean, if you were to take Jim Henson as a whole, that would have to be a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Part of our thing. It's, and you know what? I think this is one of the rare things that all four of us agree on. Muppets are awesome. Well, and not just yep. like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go along with you. It's like a wholehearted, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's full, it's, full thumbs up from everyone. Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of those things, you know, flipping through the channels on TV. Hey, Muppets are on. Cool. I'm watching Muppets. <laughs> you know, it's, and when, like, when we were watching them on YouTube, you put the first episode on, and YouTube now has this thing where you never get to walk away from the television, it just keeps playing. Yeah, I just got a Roku and a Muppets on the TV just one after another. That's pretty much what I did yesterday. It's awesome. Yeah, and there's no and the one the one thing that I love about it is yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm watching of all people Leo Sayer. Yeah, right. Right, the Leo Sayer episode and it's awesome. You know, you make me feel like dancing is playing, but he's playing, dancing with the Muppets and it's still good. Mhm. You know, it is, it is, there's very few things that, very few forms of entertainment nowadays that you can say are literally timeless, but the Muppets are timeless. Well, here's, yeah. here's something I was going to say a minute ago, and I forgot what it was if I had to get my thoughts back. But going back to that, if you look back to, I mean, Sans, the very first test stuff that Jim Henson did with Kermit, you take the first episode of The Muppet Show and put it up outside of, you know, the quality of the, the recording itself, they haven't changed much. Um, there's not a lot of, I mean, it's still all done, I think, primarily the same way now granted there are a few instances where they've had to go a little outside of practical effects but for the most part it hasn't changed so you can watch something then and now and it has the exact same feel to it because of that but one of the things that i remember from the the most recent one that kind of threw me off a little bit but the kids loved was when constantine broke out of jail oh and he's jumping around and he's doing his kung fu stuff I never thought I'd see Kermit do any of that kind of stuff at all <laughs> sure well i mean and, that was most that was definitely computer generated I mean, obviously, that was done done with computers and done with animation. Uh, one of the things about the uh, not Muppet Take Manhattan, the one before it, uh, the Great Muppet Caper, is the scene where Piggy and Kermit are riding their bikes. That was a huge deal back then because that was oh, yeah, fir- the first time we saw them like free, yeah, yeah, free moving. You did yeah. because you uh, every, up until that point, you only ever saw you know you saw Kermit walking, but he was obviously you know you can 
tell that they had, you know, the sticks or whatever making them walk. But to put Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy riding a bike free through the park was like the coolest thing at that time. Yeah, they weren't afraid to push the limits of what effects could do throughout. Even uh, just going back once again to that uh, Star Wars Mark Hamill show, when both Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker were on screen at the same time, when they did the blue screen projection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that vividly is the first time I'd ever seen that on television. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind that even though we're, I think we're all pretty much on the same page that they, they use CGI for Constantine's escape, it still looked like a practical effect. Yes. They didn't make him some sort of superhero guy. He still looked like a puppet that was being thrown around and doing stuff. And I thought that was a nice touch and a way to, you know, keep it pure. Yeah. Cause you don't want to see even, even if it's not a fake Kermit. You don't want to see him doing like Neo. Right. right. You know, you don't want to see, you want him to look like a puppet jumping around. And they, they, you're, you're right, Joel. They did a great job of doing the effects and making it look like it literally was a puppet jumping around, playing, doing all sorts of kung fu crazy. It's yeah. kind of like the Lego movie where I, when I first saw the Lego movie, I thought they were, had taken Legos and done a whole lot of stop motion <laughs> yeah. at first. It's cool that we don't see the sticks anymore. It but is that's cool. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things I noticed in the in watching the pilot of the show. There was one scene where they had like uh, a group of like twelve Muppets singing a song in chorus, and when it when it finished and the and the puppets started breaking up, I caught something with my eye and I had to rewind it to look again, and you could clearly see a face as as two of the Muppets like split, and there was a face right there in the middle, <laughs> like with a microphone, and everything singing the song, and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> It's like they got a little better at that as they went along. <laughs> yeah, they did. So so what's on tap for next week? Next week, we're going even higher in the happy movie things. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to travel west with Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, true grit. So how many of us have seen these? I've seen both. Yeah, me too. I've seen the remake, but I am uh, kind of excited to see the original because I've never seen it. So we are all over the place. I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, next week it's True Grit, and uh, thanks for listening. If you want to catch us, uh, any of our older shows, like we said before, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you want have an idea for a show, because we always love those, because, you know, they bring us such wonderful shows like The Breakfast Cereal Show or yeah. Watch Four Guys Get Foot- Diabetes. <laughs> Footloose. 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 Yeah, that was another suggestion. So give us a call. We tend to use them. Uh, 708-669-9727. And, uh... I don't know, guys. Got anything okay. else? Well, you can also reach us uh, at 40go14 at gmail.com. Right. Uh, listen to us Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio, or you can tweet us at 40go14. Right. You know what we haven't heard yet? Pat. That's so worth it. Oh, good night, everybody. Kermit, it's time to go! Animal go. Bye-bye! You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. All right, gentlemen. All right. Kick this car in the gear or something. What? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was gonna go for an analogy, and you're, the, you're mixing your analogies again. <laughs> but no wonder your truck's always in the shop. <laughs> <laughs>